0: Good evening, fans of Friday Night Lights. This is Howard Finkel, and you're listening to the Cliff Notes Podcast weekly pregame
1: show with your host, Clifton Groves. And welcome, everybody, to our Class 3, District 8 preview here on the Cliff Notes Podcast. I am your host, clifton grooves let's not waste any time let's run down the state rankings in class three at the number one spot is the defending class two state champion they moved up to class three that is lutheran north they receive all 10 votes this week to be the number one team in the class at the number two spot it is the defending class one state champion valley catholic they're at number two at number three You got the class three defending state champion at Odessa, who's at 8 0. Oh my, what a top three. And then you got Blair Oaks, who's at 8 1. They're in the number four spot in the state. So um, let's run down the rest of the poll here. At number five, it's Kennett. Number six is Centralia. Number seven, St. Mary's. Number eight, Cassville. Tied at number nine is Maryville at 6 3. And then Richmond. At seven and one, the, both those teams are in this district that we're going to be previewing here shortly. Let's run down the seeds of Class Three District Eight. We got Richmond at the number one seed with a six and one, seven and one record. Maryville is at the number two seed with a six and three record. Cameron is also at six and three. They're at number three, but Maryville does have had that head-to-head matchup there, so that bumps the Spoofhounds ahead of the Dragons as far as seeding there. Chillicothe is at number four at two and seven. Sejo Joe Benton, they are at one and six on the season. They're the number five seed. KC Central does have a better record than Benton, but Benton does have that head to head victory, so that bumps him up to number five. Speaking of KC Central, they're at two and six. They're the number six seed in 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 the district. And then Northeast rounds it out at number seven. Let's go ahead let's preview our number one seed in the district. That's the Richmond Spartans. Boy, what a great football team they are. They're, like I said, they are they are a seven one football team. They're coming off of win last week against um, class two ranked undefeated Lexington. So that's a big victory there. They also played Lathrop in week one of the regular season. So, and they have a win over Lafayette County. So that's actually a really good resume when you're talking Richmond football there. So, um, Spartans are the number one seed in that district. We had an opportunity to talk to he- their head football coach, Nick Purcell, about their football team, his story, and um, this district. Let's hear from Coach Nick Purcell right now. And we're here on the Cliff Notes podcast. We're talking about Class 3, District 8 here. We got the head coach of the number one seed in the district, um Richmond coach uh, Nick Purcell. Coach, how you doing?
2: Good, good.
1: Coach, I want to thank you so much um first off for um taking time out of your um out of your day, out of your night to um join me here on the podcast. Um first of all, what we'd like to do is really get to know the coach a little bit. Who Coach Purcell is, some of your coaching stops and
2: how you got to Richmond. Sure. Um I'm uh, I'm actually a Richmond graduate. I graduated in '05 uh, from Richmond High School. I played on some couple of good teams that were coached by uh Coach Rob Bowers. Um we lost in the semifinal in oh three and a quarter final in oh four. So um have you know, Richmond's kind of a near and dear to my heart, but um went to out of high school, went to William Jewell College and played four years of football there and um, after graduating got a job at Staley High School and um got an opportunity to work for Fred Bouchard who um coaching legend around the Kansas City area, won multiple state titles um, in his career. So, um, it's really a blessing to coach for a guy like that and to start my career and a big part of, um, who I am as a coach today. Um, then, uh, when I left Staley High School in 2015, I, uh, came back to Richmond and, um, actually got to work for Coach Bowers, my former head coach in high school, which was a cool experience as well. And, um, Coach Bowers at that point was at the end of his career and had about three years left, um, finishing his, his youngest son's football career, and his youngest son graduated in '17. Mac Bowers, who was a good football player at Richmond, and, uh, and then I took over in '18. And um, in 2018, we we struggled early, and uh, we actually finished 0-10 in 2018. But uh, we you know we had some committed kids and a bunch of young kids that were really committed and um, really talented, and we knew uh, it was just a matter of time before we started to see some success and our kids uh our kids really got to work on um, that off season and uh, we turned it around pretty quick and um, played a bunch of young kids and went seven and three last year and then uh you know now this year we're just one lost on our record and i'm um, playing pretty good football right now at the end of the end of the year
1: and absolutely that's when you want to play your best football um, coach um, let's talk about your kids. Um, for those who haven't seen you play, there's a lot of fans in this in this district who haven't got a real an opportunity to see your team play. Um, for those who haven't got to see, um, who would be some of the kids that they would hear about or see on Friday night?
2: Sure, we're, uh, we're probably led offensively by our quarterback Keyshawn Elliott. He's a he'll end up being a four year starter. Um, at quarterback, a really high level player who will, will go and play some some good college football one day and uh he's a he's about six two two fifteen quarterback that runs well i think he has 1000 yards rushing already this year and um throws the ball well to some a collective group of um good receivers and backs um we have a our receiving core is Lane Cavanaugh who is the uh son of a coach Trey Cavanaugh and grandson of a legend coach and Shane Cavanaugh and uh um, Lanes plays one of our receivers and does a good job for us. He's quick and um, difficult to defend for D backs on any team. And uh, Jordan Alexander um, is our other wideout who plays a lot. And uh, he's a longer kid and uh, g- does a good job in one-on-one situations. And um, both of them do a good job outside blocking. Um, we we've, we've ran the ball really well this year, and um, blocking on the edges is is an important part of that. Um, we got a senior fullback Wyatt Marshall. Uh, who's going to be a four-year player for us, four-year starter for us when it's all said and done. And, um, you know, as a freshman, he kind of got thrown into the fire early and even played some on our D line as a freshman and then has been the starting fullback and inside linebacker for um, the last three years and does a great job. He's kind of one of our big leaders on our team and um, hard-nosed kid, just what you would want out out of a middle linebacker and fullback position. And then at tailback, we have a couple guys that go at tailback. Um, Adrian Church, who was a move-in for us um, this year and um, done a lot of good things throughout the year. Um, uh, Evan Vandiver, uh also rolls through and had a couple hundred-yard games from Evan. And, um, and then our, our third tailback's a senior, uh, who gets some time, uh, Matthew Lopez. Um so those are our skill kids. You know, on the offensive line is really where we've kind of hung our hat this year, and uh, we've had about six or seven guys that have rolled through there. Uh, but our left tackle, Tanner Bennett, um, he's, uh looks like a Division one left tackle. You know, he's 6'4", and, uh, about 260, and, you know, he really does a good job of uh, controlling the line of scrimmage on the left side at on the, on the left tackle position, and then uh, left guard, Reuben Long, who's – uh, son of one of our coaches, Mike Long, and um, Ruben's a headsy kid and um, knows all five positions and does a good job, plays really hard for us. Um, at center, we have Carter Heflin, who uh good player, moved in to, from OR a couple of years ago and played tight end for us last year, actually, and we had some injuries that um, we asked him to play offensive line. He's done a great job for us. And then the right guard, uh, Riker Plimel, uh, hard-nosed kid, a really good wrestler, and uh, really good football player, um, right tackle Jack Gooch, who's six eight, two sixty kid, um, big kid that looks like a looks like a kid that could go play in the NFL one day um, with that size and that frame. Um, and then uh, Briston Adams, who's been a has rotated in, been our he started at center for us, he started at tackle uh, last year for us, and he's done a lot of good things, but um, we've ended up having him. Uh, trying to get him just playing defense only and keep him fresh and keep some of our offensive linemen fresh because they don't have to rotate as much. And um, But Briston's, you know, one of our just as good as any of those five guys and completing the five positions. Uh, Briston's a senior for us and does a good job. Um, and then uh, to our tight end, you know, Carter Heflin was our tight end, moving to center. And Hayden uh, McCoy stepped in as, as a tight end in that spot. Him and Colin Cromley have kind of been, Sharing in that role for the last couple of weeks so um, that's pretty much it on our offensive side uh, defensively you know it's kind of the same group of kids it's uh our two inside backers are our quarterback Keyshawn Elliott and um, White Marsh are our fullback and um, secondary wise Colin Cromley uh, is our one of our safeties and Jordan Alexander and uh, Lane Cavanaugh one of our wideouts is our that our corner, and White Covey plays the other corner. Uh, White had a big interception last week to kind of seal the game away, and uh, on the D-line it's uh, pretty similar to our O-line. Uh, Tanner Bennett plays one of our ends. Riker Plymouth plays the other end, and Briston Adams, our, our big offensive lineman, rotator, uh, plays our nose and does a great job in there at nose. Um, our outside linebackers are uh, Aiden Iverson, a sophomore, plays his butt off for us, and uh, and Matthew plays plays are a strong side outside linebacker.
1: Yeah, you guys have a lot you guys have a lot of talented kids on that team, it seems like. Um, Coach, let's run through your guys' um, regular season. You guys have had a very, very successful regular season and a very tough Missouri River Valley Conference East Division. When you're talking about you guys, you're talking about Lafayette Academy. You're talking about the team that you guys just beat on Friday night, Lexington. Just um just run through um quickly, just run through your guys' regular season as a whole.
2: Yeah, we uh, we opened the season with Lathrop, and Lathrop just came off two years of being an incredible football team, so we weren't sure what to expect, and, and, and they're a little down this year, but um, we played well week one, and then um, we went week two, played Fulton High School, or we missed week two, uh, we actually ended up in a quarantine situation and uh, missed our week two game, didn't get to play it, and uh, week three played Fulton High School and played well against a, a good up-and-coming class four team, you know, they the record didn't look great, but they got some good young players on that football team, and they're going to be good here in a few years. Um, uh, week four, we ended up with our first loss. It was just our third game, but um, we we were supposed to play Pembroke Hill, and they had some quarantine issues, so we picked up Southern Boone, who's a, a good Class 3 team and a solid team. You know, they were physical in the line of scrimmage, and I think what it did for us more than anything was kind of woke our kids up and made us realize that, um You know we're not just gonna walk on the field and beat everybody we play. we gotta work at it, and we gotta prepare right and um I think that kind of that game opened our eyes and kind of set us on track to uh get to where we're at now um- get, coming through our conference schedule, we played well through our conference schedule and uh, played, beat a big uh beat a good higginsville team in in week five and um you know they're good every year they've they've kind of won our conference for the for multiple years here in the last ten years or so so um, beating them was a big step towards trying to win a conference championship in week five and then uh you know, had Carrollton week six. Carrollton's got a really good quarterback over there, uh Gavin Claude, who uh he's as good a quarterback as there is in the area, especially in, in class one. Um they should make some make some waves in class one with a kid like that that quarterback and uh and we go on and we play Holden and, and Nob Noster. We played really well in both those games. Um holding we actually had some quarantine issues we had about 25 kids quarantined and um, we got to play a bunch of different kids that maybe don't always get to play and they stepped up in a big way and and made a bunch of plays for us so i was proud of those kids that night and um and then yeah last week we went down to lexington and played an undefeated lexington team for the bell game and it's big bell game rival rivalry richmond lexington and then uh it was conference championship game and for us we had to win to get the first seed in district so um, there's a lot riding on that game for us, and our kids stepped up the challenge and played really well. I was really proud of them.
1: Absolutely, uh, you guys have had a tremendous season so far. Um, let's talk about the district real quick. Class three district eight, obviously, you guys are the number one seed. I mean, you guys have got some other good teams in that district too. When you're talking about Maryville, just how good they've been this decade. Um, you got Cameron in there, who's um really on the rise, and um, just um just talk about class three district eight as a whole.
2: Yeah, I think it's one of the tougher districts. Um, you know, it's with us in Maryville, and um, Cameron's playing a lot a lot better. Coach um, over there has really turned that program around. They they had struggled for a few years, and they've had some nice wins this year at, at Cameron. And um, we kind of – I think we're going to end up with the winner of the Chillicothe-Benton game, who have both been good programs. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll get to go out and scout them a little bit since we're on a bye week. But – Really, you know, the team probably to beat, obviously, is Maryville, who's been exceptional for a number of years. And in Class 2 and Class 3, kind of wherever they land, they've kind of bounced around just like us and uh, have been successful every every class that they've ended up in. Just, you know, they're really well coached. Coach Webb does a great job there, and their kids play hard. And um, that'll be a – you know, that's the one that we really got to – we got to get there first, obviously. It's one game at a time. But, you know, they're they're probably the team to beat for us in the district.
1: And then uh, the last question that I got, obviously you guys don't have a game this week. You guys have earned the bye week. Um, what's going to be the uh, what's gonna be the biggest thing for you guys this week in practice?
2: You know, we're just kind of trying to hit some fundamentals and, and trying to clean up some some things that maybe we haven't done as well throughout the season. And, um, you know, it gives us a little bit of time to re-prep some stuff maybe that we haven't seen very often, whether it be um, just different schemes maybe that we might see down the road or um, – you know there's just some fundamental football stuff um in our special teams games and um offensively and defensively that we're just trying to get cleaned up and work on um while we don't have a specific uh opponent to to really prep and then hopefully that stuff carries over here for the next couple weeks
1: all righty that's Richmond coach uh, Nick Purcell with us um coach I want to thank you so much for uh, taking time out of your um, night to come on the podcast and um talking some Richmond football and getting to preview class three district eight a little bit. And um, I want to thank you again and um, good luck to you and your boys.
2: Absolutely. Thanks for having me on.
1: And a big thank you to Spartan head coach, Nick Purcell for uh, taking time to talk about his football team here for the first time here on the cliff notes podcast. The number two seed is a mainstay here on the Cliff Notes podcast. That is the Maryville Spoofhounds and their head football coach Matt Webb. We've talked about it multiple times with Maryville. They're six and three on the season, but they're, they're three losses: Blair Oaks, St. Pius, Odessa, all at least ranked in the top five in each of their respective classes. There, so the Spoofhounds have played a gauntlet of a schedule. I mean, you're you're even talking about their wins. I mean, they got wins over Harrisonville, who are really good. Savannah's really good lafayette's kept up with everybody they've played so maryville does have a really good resume and they are really hitting their stride at this time of the year we had an opportunity to talk with their head coach matt webb in our weekly conversation with coach webb Uh, we talked about last week's game against lafayette we looked ahead to districts um here's our interview with matt webb right now we're heading towards the playoffs we're in week 10 here on the Click notes podcast class three district eight we got Maryville head coach Matt webb back with us coach how are you doing this week
3: doing good how are you Clemson?
1: I'm doing good my favorite time of year district play my friend so um getting ready to get everything in line with that um coach um you had a great ending to the regular season you guys won your third straight game with a big with a 26 to 14 victory over Lafayette um just to walk us through the game
3: well I was uh, very pleased with our win over Lafayette like you said we wanted to finish the regular season. Um, On a good note, um, and put ourselves in the best possible situation for district seating as we could. Um, You know, we were able to, you know, at the beginning of the game, obviously it was uh, cold and wet, kind of dreary Friday night, uh, fall football classic type weather. Um, So uh, we ended up uh, going in um, halftime, tied uh, 14-14. Both teams had two two scores in the first half, and then um, we were able to kind of pull away in the second half and and didn't allow any more points and and won – you know, 26 to uh, 14, and I thought our offense um, really kind of answered the bell there a little bit in the second half to make it a two-score game. At one point it was 20 to 14, and and, um, obviously you want to make sure you got uh, a two-score lead there, and and I thought um, our defense played well uh, for for most of the night as well, and then um, I was proud of where our offense kind of responded there to put it away in the second half.
1: Um, Coach, um, do you feel, you know, with everything you guys have, the obstacles you guys have been through this season with uh, your starting quarterback being out, um, COVID-related issues, uh, your guys' schedule, um, tough schedule you guys have played this year, um, do you guys really feel like with these last several games you guys have really starting to hit your stride?
3: Well, I think, um, you know, every year when we talk about, uh, you know, spoofing football and process winning and um, the success we've been able to have in playoff runs, one of the things you do is you have, you know different sets of goals. You know you don't start off uh, the season saying, "Hey, we're going to go win state championship," I, um, you know, or, or say, "Hey, we're going to go do this or do that." It's a it's a win the day, week by week process. And in this uh, this twenty twenty season, we we experienced um, um, the COVID issues on week one against Blair Oaks, and um, at the beginning of the season, we said, "Hey, you know, um, we are being allowed to to play football this year," and and through some very difficult times in, in our society. And the goal is to play nine games. Uh, you want to play nine regular season games, that's what Mitch allows you to do. And um, we were able to do that. You know, we talked about it Friday night and that we got nine games in. You know, we finished six and three. Um, all three of our opponents are 21 and one um, on, as a combined record um, with Blair Oaks, um, you know, having one loss to, to Valley Catholic in class three. Um, a very good program from the east side of the state. And then uh, St. Pius finished undefeated. And then obviously Odessa being undefeated. So um, we feel like um, it's, it's a very successful season. Um, we're, we're setting right where we want to be in, in, as far as district play and, and being able to, um, you know, have some games at home and um, be able to, to focus on our district now.
1: Absolutely. The, those opponents that you were talking about, you know, those are just your guys' losses. I mean, you guys, you're not even really accounting for the wins. I mean, you're looking at Harrisonville. Harrisonville was a really good football team this year, you know savannah was pretty good you know you guys played a really good schedule so um let's move on to districts now you guys got a um, number two seed in the district um you guys are gonna be set to take on kansas city northeast now i really don't know a lot about them but um can you give us a little bit of the scouting report as far as them and um what can we expect on friday
3: well i think our focus is is like it is every year and, and when you start district play you basically enter t- tournament play um, and, and you know it's win or go home. It's uh, it's playoff football. Um, you know we've we've experienced um, some some very successful playoff runs here in Maryville, and, and and are familiar with you know getting out of district, getting to quarter semis, state championships. And, and one of the things interesting is, you know, and, and the point we make to the team is you can. Misha, you know, puts out a, a handbook every year, and it talks about all the rules that you have to follow, and everything from uniform policy to um, sideline procedures, you know, officiating rules, all those things. But nowhere in the Misha handbook does it say that, that you have to go undefeated to win a state championship. You have to beat the team that's on your tournament bracket every week, and that's all that matters. And um, that's something that, you know, when, when you have a good culture and things like that, sometimes the kids look and see, you know, what, what happened in 2012 when we were 15-0 and, and 13, we were 15-0. and 0 And in 17, it wasn't that case. You know, we, we lost in the regular season to a Chillicothe team we're able to come back and kind of revenge that loss in the district championship. You know, we lost to a very good Smithville team in that MEC conference race that year. And, um, you know, we were able to come back and and win a state championship based on how you're playing that time of year. And um, we feel like we've done some really good steps this year. You know, Kansas City Northeast is is a a bottom seed in our our district. Um, When you look at tournaments, um, a higher seed should win in this opening round. So we'll focus on ourselves. Focus on getting healthy. Focus on the little things that will help us continue to make a good district run this week.
1: Absolutely, should be a good district there. Um, Coach Matt Webb, again, I want to thank you so much for coming on every single week. Uh, really talking about your kids, talking about your football team, and um, good luck to you and your kids on um on Friday in district play. Thank you, Clifton. Looking forward to it. Uh, here's a huge thank you, every week, to SpoofHound Coach Matt Webb for joining us here on the podcast. Um. The number three seed is the Camber Dragons, and their head coach Jeff Walsh, another mainstay here on the Cliff Notes podcast. They've actually have won three straight ball games after you know they've had six of their kids out due to quarantine. They ended up losing games to um, Maryville and Savannah during that time, but um, Dragons are also really hitting their stride. They've won three in a row wins over Lafayette, Benton, and Marshall. So, um, Coach Jeff Walsh, he's really excited about his football team. Definitely heading into districts, and um, here's our conversation with Coach right now we hey, over here on the Clip podcast, we're previewing Class 3, District 8. We got Cameron Head Coach Jeff Bullis back with us. How you doing, Coach?
0: Hey, I'm doing really good.
1: Uh, Coach, you were able to pick up your first straight win last week against Marshall, of 27-20. to What's the final on that one? Uh, Coach, just watch watched through the game.
0: Well, we started off really, really well. It was 21 nothing, and... Um... We kind of let our foot off the gas pedal a little bit. It was so darn cold and that wind was blowing across Missouri Valley's field. There's really nothing to stop it. And it was just miserable conditions. And we just had a heck of a hard time getting it going again. We had a long talk at halftime and came back out. And I thought we were ready to go. But, boy, they they were energized and they came out. They were more physical than we were. And it was just the other way around in the first half. And it was a dogfight in the second half. We didn't gain momentum back probably till right about the fourth quarter. We had two fourth-quarter stops on them. And then we had a fumble going in. We finally had a good drive going together. They're almost like 2-10, 2-20 left in the game to, to, to put the game away. And we fumbled to 10-yard line. And our defense had to come back in and make another stop for us.
1: Well, Coach, you were able to finish. Um, you finished with a 6-3 record on the regular season. You did say that on my podcast and several other podcasts that – Marshall is no, no two-win team, and they really they really came out and they really played like it. So, um, Coach, um, let's talk about district play now. You guys earned the three seed in Class 3, District 8. Um, you guys are going to be playing the, the six-seed Kansas City Central. Um, they have one common opponent in Benton. Um, just talk about uh, the scouting report as far as them, and um, what can we expect from the game on Friday?
0: They got a lot of speed, that's for sure. They they got wideouts that can run. They got a quarterback that's a dual threat kid. He throws a great football. He's also a good runner. Um, he does a lot of neat things back there. We're gonna have to make sure we keep him in the pocket and handle him. Uh, defensively, they're kind of a multi front multi front defense. They're gonna be a three linebacker D, whether it be a four or a three. Pretty consistent with their coverages. They're a zone team, but the key thing with them is all their kids move so well on both sides of the ball. So we're really going to have to have to play assignment football really on both sides.
1: Well, I think it's, I think it should be a tremendous district, you know, with you guys, Maryville, Richmond, you know, you know, chill coffee on the come up. This should be a really, really interesting district. Just talk about um, this class three district eight as a whole.
0: Well, I think it's gotta be one of your, one of kind of, you kind of got your upper half and your lower half, maybe a little bit as far as records, you know, during the year. Richmond's a tremendous team. I've seen them once on film. Maryville, we know what Maryville is year in year out, and they've gotten a lot better since we saw them earlier in the year. Uh, and I feel like we're a pretty good football team too when, when, when we bring when we bring everything that we have, uh, you know. And that's something we're going to have to do from this point forward if we're going to continue to play. So, you know, I think it's a highly competitive district, and I think there's you know, maybe three three maybe four teams that could come out and win this thing. It's going to be interesting to see how it plays out
1: absolutely coach this is always the best time of the year it's going to be i think it's one of the best districts all around so um class three district day Cameron in action against kansas city central on friday night um coach wallace i want to thank you so much for coming on every single week and um, good luck to you and your boys in the first round of districts
0: hey cliff i really appreciate it buddy thank you
1: thank you coach jeff wallace for joining the show i'm Cameron coach jeff wallace definitely appreciative to have him on the show Next seed is uh, the fourth seed, the Chillicothe Hornets. They're 2-7 on the year. Their two wins have come in the last two weeks against Kansas City East and Benton last week. They're going to be rematching with the Cardinals this week, this time at Chillicothe. So um, we, we talked to head coach Tim Rulo about his win against Benton last week and this rematch this week. So um, here's our interview with Tim Rulo. That is right now. And we're here on the Cliff Notes podcast. We got um, Chillicothe head coach Tim Rulo with us. Coach, how you doing?
4: Do it yourself.
1: Well, Coach, um, great win for your football team against uh, Benton on Friday night. Um, Thirty-four to fourteen was the final. There, just to walk us through that ball game.
4: No, gosh, it was it was great. It was great to get uh, get a win. You know, again, Coach Keaton has done uh, is doing a great job with that program. They uh, they get tougher uh, every year, and again, very impressed with. Uh, with the Benton Cardinals, but, uh, again, grateful to come away with the win and grateful to kind uh, of get uh, some winning winning streaks together.
1: Well, Coach, um, let's, um, can I get your thoughts on Class 3, District 8 as a whole? I know that we got Richmond in the district. We got Maryville. We got Cameron, obviously, your opponent, Benton. Just um, talk about your thoughts on Class 3, District 8 as a whole.
4: Well, gosh, I mean, again, you know, football up in uh, northwest Missouri is phenomenal, right, and in and, and a lot of different classifications. But I think, you know, Class 3, uh, District 8 is, is, you know, just as strong, right? Uh, you know, and I think, you know, besides you having some of those MEC schools, right, like Maryville, who is always a, a perennial uh, power, you know, Cameron has been playing great football this year. Uh, and then, again, you've got uh, now Richmond, who's joining us, and uh, they've uh, they've had a great season, and so I think again, it only makes uh, that <clears throat> that district uh, really solid. Uh, as, you know, especially especially with just the mixing of some of these great conferences and great football that's played up in Northwest Missouri.
1: And then, um, Coach, um, let's go ahead. Let's get a uh, matchup specific. And um, you obviously this is a rematch um, from last Friday night. Um, instead, uh, locations are flipped. Um, we got Benton on the schedule again. Um, talk about that ball game, obviously. Um, any, any like, any, any worries, you know, with you and your team about maybe doing a rematch, you know, like this quickly into the game, like back-to-back weeks in a row?
4: Well, oddly enough, uh, I mean, yes, there's always a concern, but golly, our, this is the sixth time that we've played um, Benton in three years. And, again, you know, three years ago, it was weeks nine and 10, just like this last year, it was week nine and week 11. Uh, and then this year now it's week nine and 10. And so, uh, again, we've, this has become a common, you know, theme or trend, but I think the key is, you know, for, for us is our guys see the bigger picture, right? They see other things they want to do and they know that they've got to go and take care of business and they've got to go and make sure to get, uh, you know, take care of the first stone, right. Or the first step to try to get the other one. So, uh, I'm not, our guys, I think are handled really well. we practice practiced really well this week. Uh, I don't think we're overlooking anybody, right? Our, our focus is on going, being, being one and O, right. in a district uh, in districts or in the playoffs.
1: Well, definitely. Uh, Coach, uh, I had an opportunity to uh, attend the ball game on Friday night against Benton. So um, you guys had a good performance. So definitely um, maybe you guys will be able to keep that up here this week. Uh, with a win against Benton, you'll go on to the next round. So, um, Coach Rulo, I want to thank you so much for um coming on the podcast again. Um, and uh, good luck to you and your
4: boys on Friday. Hey, thanks so much.
1: Big thank you to Chillicothe head Coach Tim Rulo for joining the show again. Um another uh, mainstay here on the show is um uh, Ben Head Coach Kevin Keaton there, the five seed in the uh, in the district. And um they he had an opportunity to talk with me about last week's game against Chillicothe and um and also, you know, this rematch coming up here this week. So, um and we talk about the district a little bit. So um, here's our interview with Benton Coach Kevin Keaton right now. And we're here on the Cliff Notes Podcast. We're continuing our previous through Class 3, District 8. We got Benton Cardinal Head Coach Kevin Keaton
5: back with us again. How are you doing, Coach? Doing good. Hey, don't tell any of my weights classes. I'm eating a bag of Cheetos as my dinner. That's a terrible <laughs> post-practice meal. <laughs> hey, that might be the new Breakfast of Champions. You just never know. So well, uh, hadn't, it hasn't been so far. But go ahead.
1: So, uh, Coach, uh, let's talk about um, let's talk about last week's game against Chillicothe. Um, it was a thirty-four to fourteen. Um, you guys came up short. Um, it was it was more competitive. It was actually a pretty competitive game through most of the through most of the game. And um, just uh, walk us through the ball game.
5: Well, they did exactly what we prepped for, and they did it uh, at a high enough rate that we didn't we didn't stop it. And, you know, our hat's off to them for, for just doing what they did. Um, they didn't – they wasn't cute. It was belly and veer, and they just – they ran it well. Uh, we're going to have to be better up front this week uh, to hang with them we're going to have to get a lot saltier up front. And it came down to that. Um, we, we talked about, you know, this scheme or that stunt or this slant. At the end of the day, um, when it comes down to one versus one, we're going to have to win more of those battles. So if it gets real, the game of football looks complicated. It's really simple. And when it mattered, they did it, and we didn't, and there's the score.
1: Well, Coach, before we talk about the rematch against Chillicothe, um, I've been asking every coach in the district so far, um, what are your thoughts overall on Class 3 District 8 as a whole?
5: Well, it's interesting to have have Richmond in. Obviously, they've had a great season and, and earned the bye. Um, coach Purcells does a great job over there. It's – You know, we're in tournament play. If you start looking ahead, you're gonna get you're gonna get buzzsawed. So um, we haven't, we have not as a as a program said, okay, now if this happens, we do this and all that. We're gonna have to play Friday night. We're gonna have to beat a good chili team that that has an identity that we gonna have to we're gonna have to. uh, stand on the line and and draw a line in the sand and all those cliches and really hold up for four quarters. So to, to worry about what, uh, you know, class three district eight looks like, that is the furthest thing from my mind.
1: Well, absolutely. Well, that's definitely very respectable Um, coach. um, Let's talk about this then. Um, I know a lot of coaches, you know, they go back and forth on rematches, especially this close apart, you know, seven days apart, you're rematching the same team you just played last week. Um, is this something that you really relish, really getting the opportunity really to play these guys again, really to redeem yourselves after what happened last week?
5: Well, I was, I was, uh, I was livid after the game. Um, and that's not to say, hey, Tim and his staff and his kids, they came to play. Um, at times so did we, and when we were good, we were pretty good, but gosh, the, the times we were bad, it just, it gnaws at you. It gnaws at you that we continue to make similar mistakes and some very unexcusable mistakes over and over. It, it's, it gets frustrating. It really does. Um, We're measured by the scoreboard, you know, like it or lump it. That's how we measure ourselves. That's how we get measured by anybody that has five bucks and wants to buy a ticket and can get on the MEC pass list. Um, Our our kids want to win. Um, Sometimes I don't know that we mentally hang together for four quarters. I think we let our minds wander. I think we let our eyes wander. Um, I think we let things snowball us. And and by that, I mean not not necessarily – we're not quitting. We're playing hard. But one little breakdown and then a kid says, okay, I'm going to make up for that and I'm going to do my job, and then they're in neither place. They're in no man's land. And if you play triple option and you let things snowball like that on you, it can get out of hand and they can they can hang 34 on you so it's it's it was kind of the tale of of uh good times and bad times and a few things in between last friday night
1: absolutely coach um, uh, i i want to thank you again for coming on the podcast i know that you um, you're you're gonna have the opportunity really to uh get a chance to redeem yourselves this week against um, them on the road this week and um i wanted to tell you once again i'm um, good luck to you and your kids this week and um Thank you once again for coming on the podcast every single week and um, taking a few minutes of your time with us. All him. right,
5: Cliff, I'm going to get back to these Cheetos, bud.
1: All right, go ahead and do that, Coach. Huge thank you to Head Coach Kevin Keaton for joining the show. Now, um, we did not have a chance to get an interview with 6th um, seed of Kansas City Central or 7th seed of Kansas City Northeast. Um, they're the 6th and the 7th seed, respectively. So uh, that rounds out the district there. Let's run down the – um bracket one more time we got the one seed Richmond who is off this week and then they're going to take on the winner of the 4-5 game which is Benton at Chillicothe. Maryville is the two seed in the district they're taking on Kansas City Northeast and then Cameron is the three seed they're taking on the sixth seed Kansas City Central there. Now we're out it up for class three district eight next up is class two district eight until then take care everybody.